Welcome to Thick Boy Fight Club. I'm your Balkan boy. I'm Tyson the Beast. And our guest today is Josh the Gentleman Hill. Um, before we get started, um, sponsor shout outs. Uh, Kangen Water, Top Mud Studios, Studios number one, always. <laughs> Blessed Wear, Edibles, Bearded Bites, Mall Mind, Mind, Clinch Culture. Uh, Just for Kicks, Gas Dang, Major Pack. Clinch, you said Clinch Culture? Yeah. Who else? All right. If we forget anyone, we're sorry. I'm sorry. Right? There's a lot of y'all. Thank you all. <laughs> um, Thick Boy Restaurant shout out. Um, I'm, I've been going to this place called Clooney's Bistro. It's like a French spot in the distillery, but they have this um, uh, duck with duck egg on like a French toast with Ooh, French fries thing. It's, fancy guy. I was like, yeah, I got it. It's like a mimosa vibe type of place, you know? So it's good. It's in the distillery district, Clooney's Bistro. Uh, for me, Etobicoke is always uh, this place called, I found a uh, breakfast room. It's right there on Royal York. Um, not too far from San Remo, actually. Um, the reason I love it because they have a dope steak and eggs and like they actually make good steak. When you ask for a medium rare, it actually comes like the way you want it cooked. They have a dope waffles, blueberry uh, pancakes. Um, it's just a really dope spot. Like I said, my thing is obviously the steak and eggs. But it's Breakfast corner? Breakfast room is what it's breakfast called. Breakfast room? Where is it? Fire. Uh, Royal, Royal York. And what? 340 Royal York. Where, where? So, like I said, like a little bit further, um, what do you call it, uh, south of um, of San Remo, okay. on Royal York. So Josh? Restaurant shout out, man. Uh, there's a place, I live in Fawn Hill now, out in Niagara region. There's a place called okay. The Butcher and the Banker. And, uh, Sounds like a movie. Yeah, it's it's good, man. I've, I've been there a few times and they're, they're curry chicken, spot on. Really? Yeah? Nice. That's vibes. Well... I've known Josh for how long now? Ten years. Yeah, man. Ten yeah. years. Yeah, met him at Elite actually. Was it wow. Elite? Yeah, when Krulin was running stuff there. Was that where we met there? Yeah. Yeah. Claude's. Yeah, yeah that's Claude's. Wow. A lot of good people out there. And uh, we've been training for a long time. Yeah. He's one of the best in the world. You know, number one in Canada at one thirty-five. I man. think uh, you're in the top one hundred. Last time I checked, but you definitely ranked higher than that, in my opinion. And. Uh, <laughs> Bellator uh, in the Bellator now. He's one of Bellator's uh, in the top five now or top ten. I think they have him at seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So tough division too in both. Dude. And yeah. he's in the Killers role. I think we talk about the one thirty five division more than any division on this podcast. In I think Josh knows too. It's probably opinion. one of the. It's not probably one of the hardest divisions to get into a big show and to. Yeah, it's uh, stuck. Yeah. Bantamweight's taken off huge. You know? Huge. Yeah, it used yeah. to be lightweight. Yeah, lightweight's still stacked. I think. Still stacked. But yeah. I think bantamweight. Obviously, I'm biased, but I think it's just in the last like in the last five years, especially like lightweight will always be stacked. How many people fight in that? Like Roy Toss, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty five in terms of just pure freaks, especially in both organizations. Yeah, because most people on average weigh like men weigh around one fifty five, one seventy, right? Yeah, but for us smaller guys, I mean, we love watching multiplying. (sighs) Multiply, yeah. It's because most yeah. guys, if you're a grown man, you're able to make that way. A lot of them are wrestlers. So you have like, it's just yeah. a deep weight class no matter what organization. You're going to find a lot of just guys who've been wrestling since they were like five. Like, You have a fantastic wrestling base for a guy who never really wrestled anywhere formally. Yeah, I mean, you know? I guess everybody always thought I wrestled. But yeah, they always like ask yeah. You build yeah, like build one, like one you I guess. You know, I but, but yeah, I never I never wrestled, dude. Like, I wish I did. Crazy. Looking back on it now. And I yeah. went to Brock. But I didn't wrestle at all. Oh wow! Oh wow! But you were a high-level hockey player before. I played correct? hockey, yeah, yeah. That was like my main, my main gig. But like, so at least you were accustomed to some fighting. That's why I went to <laughs> MMA, man. After because I knew my junior career was done, and then uh, I was like 21, and I just, I guess, I have aggression issues. 
and I had to do something. So then I found I found grappling. Actually, I, I was working out at a gym and two brothers were teaching a grappling class. Jewel brothers, remember those guys? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder and, where they are now. I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I, I jumped in a class and they're like, oh, you wrestled before? I'm like, no, man. And they're like, oh, you, you look like a wrestler. And I was taking guys down. I have no, what I'm, no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, and then, yeah, I was hooked on it and, and signed up. I did like a couple of jits matches and then they brought me to Allen. And uh, it was Iron Tiger back then. Yeah. First day I walk in there. There's Shane Campbell, Dave wow. Hale, Wooly, Romero, Mukai. Dennis probably. Dennis. Yeah. Um, it's a deep and, and and then it's it's spar first day. <laughs> oh <laughs> you know wow! What I mean, so but it was it's more just like a test, right, to see if you're gonna quit. You know, so obviously yeah. I got my ass kicked. Um, these guys are all Thai champs and whatnot, but uh, and I came back the next day, and I think that's kind of like what made Alan want to train me, right? And you've been with Alan for a long time now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, that was 2009. We started there with him, and then. You know, um, I've trained so many different places now, right? And Parabellum kind of became my, my yeah. Main I think gym. that's where we trained the most yeah. and have the most memories. I think because everybody met there, you know, as like the yeah. the meeting point and all from all over, and uh, and that kind of became my main hub. But yeah, I still yeah. I still have a we good. We both got our had our posters up there. That was like yeah, that place meant a lot to me. It was really sad to see it go, dude. It was, I know. Uh, I was talking about that someone the other day, and uh, yeah, that was I think 2011. They opened, I think it was. So it was like almost ten years. Almost ten years. And uh, and now, yeah, it's kind of yeah. that photo is pretty famous. That first Tuesday sparring session that yeah. we had, which yeah. ended up turning into the pro sessions and mm -hmm. into a pro team that I don't think Ontario has ever seen anything like that before. No, I be think honest, it was like you know? the, the TriStar version. You know, yeah, Ontario's you know, yeah. Of course, you know? Canada's had, but Quebec's had way longer to yeah. develop. Yeah, and uh, you know, Toronto's got the GTA in general, and Hamilton included. It's got this like. They don't really train or work together mentality. Never so, before. Toronto and so, so the fact that Literally. we all managed to meet up at Parabellum was because yeah. we were driving to like Bruckman's oh, like yeah. three hour drive to Oshawa Every, just to yeah. train with. Every uh, Friday. For yeah. me, it was three hours. I don't know how long Where it was we for you. That Oshawa was three hours. Yeah. Why uh, was bro, it, the traffic we would get caught in sometimes. It was like oh, two and a half yeah. hours. Oh, I was like, where dude, were you, are you kidding me? Me and Lyndon, every Friday we, we leave at 2 p.m. and we get there at five and uh, train for two hours. We train for two hours. Like literally hop out of the car, train with Tony and Monkey and all those guys Monkey. out there. Yeah, and then uh, hop in the car and it was like an hour and a half drive home. Because yeah, the night, was and night is no traffic, right? But but yeah, we do that every Friday for, I don't know, a couple of years. Anyway. Shout out to Rory McDonald for what he did with Parabellum and all the, like some of the best guys, yeah. all the guys I've met Lucas, through Lucas, like, Linden, everybody there. You yeah. know, like, and even if that's going on at Niagara Top Team is an offshoot of that, right? So yeah. huge shout out to Rory McDonald. Yeah, man. Especially on his new adventures. I see he's... He's going away. Yeah, he's yeah, going to saw, yeah, Scotland so, and... Check and he was like going all around. Yeah. So. yeah, shout shout to him for for that. Yeah. Well, you guys have been everywhere. You guys went to Russia. That must have been a we crazy went to Russia. Experience. Yeah, uh, for fight nights. Dude, the first time I went to Russia was a nightmare because me and Linda went out and I was supposed to fight. Um, it was a disaster of a trip, man. <laughs> Those are the best stories, though. Are you kidding? <laughs> it is a good story now, <laughs> but like, yeah, we we got there and then we're first of all we were. We were staying in Moscow because I went a little bit early just to kind of like get used to everything. I've never been there before. So we're in Moscow and we trained at uh, a gym, uh, Khabib's, one of Khabib's gyms, like an Eagle MMA. We had a hookup out there. Oh, wow. And uh, so we, we trained there for about a week and then we were supposed to get another flight to go to the city I was actually fighting in. Sochi, then, right? 
No, that was the second one. This okay. one, first one was Ekin Ekin Terenberg or something. Oh, like that. Ekaterinburg. Yeah, yeah somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, say yeah. it right. But uh, yeah, we we're there, and then you know, like we're at the airport, and you know when like I don't like to board early. Like I always like to like wait to the very end, and then I hop on when everybody's <laughs> yeah, same. in there. We always chill. But we can't read Russian, obviously. So on the thing it says, you know, usually your pass your your ticket says boarding at this time. Well, I guess in Russian it says like flight leaving at this time. I, something like that so we're sitting there like a little bit ways down we're like oh we got time and we're just waiting and then we go to the gate and, and it was nobody was there anymore and they're like yeah you guys can't come on it's 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 gone and, but i can see the plane still sitting there but they wouldn't let us on the plane and i think not speaking russian had a lot to do with it you know they're like no beat it so we missed our flight so then i had to call the promoter and be like again trying to speak trying to find someone that speaks english and say we missed our flight. So we ended up, ended up booking another flight to buy another flight. It was just like a couple hours later. And then when I landed there, my management called me at the time. And he's like, yeah, your opponent just pulled out. <laughs> it was the day before weigh-ins. And I was already like almost on weight and everything. Oh, that's the worst. So, so we're down own. there. Yeah. So I, I had no fight, not getting paid. And like that. So I ended up talking to the promoter. I'm like, can I get my show money at least? And they're like. No, but he ended up like no. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> no, I already but, uh, spent like five grand on this trip, pretty much. Like, but he he was he was cool about like Camille, the president there. He was like, listen, we're gonna have you back soon, but I'll t I'll you know up your purse for the next one. Like you already fought type of thing. Yeah, so your next one will be almost double what you're gonna get. So I'm like, okay, well at least I'm gonna make it up. And that's when eventually. Fight Nights had money Dude. before they got in trouble. I think the yeah. promoter ended up going to prison or something, right? Yeah, so yeah. The, the, yes. the backer, the backer, yeah, the backer. So okay. yeah, dude, they, they put on one of the best shows I've ever been to. Yeah, they're Amazing. still around, but they're just in Moscow now. Yeah, they're just like, there, and they're not small. bringing in many international guys anymore, yeah. like they were doing. Um, but anyways, yeah, so the fight got um, called off. But then on the way home, we're leaving, and Lyndon left his passport in the plane in russia yeah oh, and it fell out of my bag i actually i don't know why i had his passport <laughs> but anyways we we noticed like right when we got off the plane but it was like one of those you have to take the bus and whatever so we noticed them like shit so we tried to get back we can't they're like okay when you call the people that come and clean the plane they're like yeah we, we can't find a passport here anywhere it's gone I'm like oh my god so then we're stuck and then my flight's about to leave and that's why I'm like, fuck, I can't leave him in Russia alone. So I, <laughs> With I, no passport. No passport, right? So we're stuck. I missed my flight, so we're stuck there. Oh, wow. And then we were, we had to get a cab ride to Moscow where the Canadian embassy is. And that was like an hour or whatever. So we get to the Canadian embassy. And when we got there, like we had envisioned like, we just run in like, oh, we're Canadians. Oh, you know, they let us in. Yeah. So they were like, no. Like at the door, like you wait out here, sit on the curb. I'm like, holy shit. Dude. So the like curb. they weren't like, welcoming at all. So they want to confirm who, you know. You yeah, like we're Canadians. I had my passport and they're like, they still with him. Anyways, so we get there and we talk to a guy, a Canadian guy. And uh, he's like, yeah, you guys looks like you're going to have to stay here for a few days, uh, maybe even a week to, until we get things sorted. I'm like, oh, my God. Anyways, so wow. we're there. We're like, hey, we're going to have to stay. We we're trying to plan, you know, stuff. And then they called us back like two hours later. And, like, we found your passport. And I and I guess he had it like his passport was in one of those like little carrier things. Yeah. yeah. And then when they found that it, it was just the empty passport. So I think somebody grabbed it I took know, what they needed took what from they it. needed and like chucked it anyway so he found his passport and then we had to book a flight later to come home but yeah that was it right. was a nightmare of a trip no fight you know wow. stranded there and shit but I mean, that was the first one. and then i ended up fighting in sochi um a couple months later and that was that was awesome man yeah that was when me and rory and Lyndon all went 
But it seems like it's got, you end up with a pretty good experience overall because you've because you also know shout out to our guy uh, Anthony Gutierrez in Kansas City like you've gotten to travel shark through bait, fighting yeah, yeah shark yeah. bait the <laughs> homie because um, you were on the Ultimate Fighter with him yeah and the sea so like what was that like as an experience because obviously everyone always thinks about like that being fun but it, you know a lot of guys I know who've been on I always say it's one of the craziest experiences it it you, is crazy it, it is it's definitely kind of almost like a surreal experience you know what i mean especially if you grew up like watching it or yeah like, we probably all did right oh yeah, of course. yeah. Um, i got hooked how, on I mma watching the first watching it, yeah, yeah. I, I mean i watched it from i think season one to five and then yeah. after that i was just kind of like i just i watched the season off. 10 though season 10 was a kimbo one with kimbo okay yeah a lot yeah. of people say they watched that one because right? yeah. that was like a big draw but yeah man it was cool just to be there and like kind of like oh shit i'm on the show that i watched before i even started training yeah you know what i mean um but yeah it was a cool experience dude i mean it's a weird one like you're you know living in a house with people you don't know who you're gonna fight um and there's no tv there's no music there's no books or magazines there's no but they want you, you to know. go kind of crazy there's but yeah yeah you kinda... said that, you said there was closets full of liquor so like oh you yeah you to get drink boot. you know and the, you know the biggest problem was like there's only so much you can do so everybody kind of conjugates in the kitchen and when you're just bored you want to eat Right, so like, and and you can order anything you want, and they'll bring it to you. Oh, they like make a, it a struggle on you. Oh right? yeah, like you can order like a gallon of ice cream, and they'll you know what I mean. So it's hard, and you gotta make weight the next day on you know twenty four hours notice. So it's that constant struggle of like keep my weight down. But, but you can literally eat. You can literally eat things that like. Oh man, you have so many things available. To and you're you, forced like, to be in a house I, with things that you probably when you're in discipline mode you wouldn't even put in your house. Like I'm yeah. not putting a stock of alcohol or ice cream in my house <laughs> two weeks before I fight. I'm just yeah. not going to give myself the option yeah. to be yeah, tempted, yeah. right? No, yeah, for sure. But so yeah, it's like so it makes it. And what's it like with all those people around with cameras and stuff? Like first, you get the to first two days, I'd say, is like kind of weird, right? Because like there's cameras set up everywhere, but there's also two crews following you, like people around with the camera right do you start talking to the crews and stuff do you make friends with them or like I you just like, no, they, they I tell you like, not to you know they tell you to act like nobody's there and like a lot of times especially like the first day it's like you're sitting talking with somebody and then the crew walks in and then everybody just kind of stops talking and they're like hey guys like then they like they'll tell us be like hey just pretend they're not here just keep going on with your thing and then after like i'd say two days you just kind of it becomes normal. It becomes normal. The yeah. best conversations between fighters are the ones we probably don't want people to hear outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just a fact. But you know, they, I remember one thing. They, I guess, you know, the, they give you those uh, uh, necklaces and it has a mic built in. <laughs> yeah. So you can hear you everywhere. Oh, no. And every night you got to put it beside your bed. And then a lot of times you'll like wake up at like 3 a.m. and there's a guy like sneaking in and like microphone out while you're sleeping it's like what the fuck but yeah <laughs> uh, oh so you can't like play it off when the crew comes in like you were talking about something different right like, yeah yeah the crew comes you're like so anyway i was at church and like you can't like play it off like you're talking about something no. they know what you're saying did anyone ever sneak out of the house because you can't leave the house right nobody snuck out of ours no um that you know of that, you know. Know. Or that he'll admit to on camera. <laughs> yeah, and that we seen, but like even like we want to like go for runs, and like we had like a designated designated road where you had to like run to the end and run back, and that was like the only place you could go. Because yeah, because you, you signed like a crazy non disclosure agreement. Oh, yeah. I remember when you came back, you had to keep your mouth shut so oh, much. It, it must like have been so like hard. This. Oh yeah, it must have sure. been so yeah. hard. Yeah, you know, you know. So it, it was, yeah, it was definitely. I would say it was a great experience. It was a cool experience. So like I'm glad I did it, but. If you're looking to like just get, just get signed outright, I think it'd be much easier. Just to, if you want to enter the UFC, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the Ultimate Fighter route is is much more difficult, I think. Because the contender is probably the better route where guys are able to 
do their own yeah. camp, do their own thing, and then you just fight, and just, then it's just like a regular fight, right? Because so much of and of one fi- fight, yeah, so much yeah. of your yeah. fight is your preparation. It's literally it's one like, of the hardest tournaments, yeah. And only one guy gets to win a a, a decent contract. Well, and I, I wouldn't even say decent, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other guys maybe get a fight chance in the UFC. This you know? thing, like, I was on a kind of a, a shitty season for guys because. It was the girls' first time. It was the time. first yeah. season ever that they Ronda had girls. Misha, with Ronda yeah. and Misha, right? So probably a lot of more eyes though because of it. Yeah, but what they said to us right when we like when I won to get on, and we all like kind of sat down and they had the the eight guys and eight girls that were going in the house. They're like they said straight up like guys, sorry that you're gonna take a back seat this season um, because this it's all about the girls. So we kind of knew ahead of time that you know, at least you were in a house with some girls. At least that's different. <laughs> yeah. At least that's different. Yeah, I, I changes I that. But they, they said they'll never do that again either because. I think the, the like the, the amount of like testosterone was kind of like evened out a little bit more, you know what I mean? And, and, and there wasn't as much drama, so and oh, they still wow. haven't Dead. done that again. So. Wasn't that who was on that show? Juliana Pena was there. Oh, Juliana yeah. Pena, uh, um, Shayna Baszler. So she's in the WWE now. Um, yeah, yeah. Doing doing well. Jasmine Duke, um, Roxanne. Uh, oh, Roxanne was, was on that show too. On that one. Um, was Felice Herring on that one? No, no, was she was one? different. Um, Raquel. Pennington, yeah, those are also girls that I are fucked. Thinking of, yeah, trying to think of other girls. Ron, um, Peggy Morgan, who uh, uh, Juliana Pena won. Sarah Morass, and who won from the guys? Chris Holdsworth. Holdsworth, Holdsworth. who yeah, is one of the man, best coaches at Sac- in Sacramento yeah, now, right? Dude, Chris is like, yeah, he he's for sure. Like you know, obviously I was on the team with Chris, and so we trained a lot together. I knew he was really really good. You know, you could just tell in his. And, and when I go out to Alpha Male, um, I mean, he was my, I guess, my connection to go out. I was going to ask, that's how you fig- got in with Alpha Male, right? Yeah, because I met Faber there, but he was there for Chris, right? Um, and, and I've always been a huge fan of Uriah, right? right. Who is it, especially uh, for us, especially like smaller guys. guys, guys right? Yeah, he was the, He's the him, I met, him and Jens were like my favorite little guys and Jen's they, they ball, fought like, was, like i loved like, that fight that those was, are like, the, the guys that made you be like oh i can get to the ufc fight. too it's not just for big yeah, guys you know exactly, <laughs> right so then i met him there and then um yeah so i, I messaged chris i'm like you can i come he's like yeah and i hooked me up with faber and that's kind of how we started a relationship but uh but yeah chris man it sucks that his career did get cut short because very very good you know everywhere really yeah man good what ended, what exactly happened so, I mean, he had like he had some injuries, but I think the definitive injury um, that kind of put him out of the game was, was by TJ. Uh, and, and this is, um, I mean, I've trained with TJ as well in the early days. I mean, early for me, but the old gym at uh, Faber's play, place. Yeah, when Ludwig first got there. And yeah, when Dwayne was so there. So you were there at the peak of, I would say, like, yeah, when Alpha yeah. had Ludwig and Faber. When Mendes and, and Mendez was there and Benavidez yeah. was still there. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that, I mean, Three my, guys my first like, Garbrand, Dillashaw. Yeah. Three weight classes like, in a row all barely, the way up to being champs or yeah. fighting for a belt, yeah. Like, I remember my rounds when I got there. It was like Faber, TJ, uh, Benavidez, Chad, Cody, Feely. <laughs> Um, Lance yeah. Andrew Feely um, yeah, 45 Palmer right? um, Lance Palmer everyone yeah. forgets Beast him Beast of a wrestler Beast of a wrestler and, and then, and then fighting. there's so many guys that like, you've never heard, you've never of, heard of that are killers you <laughs> he's know? a national champ he's a state yeah. champ yeah yeah you hear yeah. that all the time um, but you were saying TJ oh yeah but that yeah but uh, TJ as far as like I, apparently he need uh, Chris in the head um, when they were training I guess no knee pads or whatever and gave him concussion bad and, and that, that kind of like I guess to disable him for you know he started getting super bad concussion symptoms even when he fought i remember he told me 
Um, oh, because he fought I'm after not, that injury, right? Yeah, and I think he yeah he won the show, and then he had one fight, I think, after that. Yeah, in he only had like two or three fights in the UFC, right? I think it was just the two. He's knee to the head with no pads. Because yeah. I know Rory had the rule where you can knee if you have pads, but even then it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. you don't want to knee a guy well, that's still... You want to like touch him with it, but not like... You knee know, to the head, on, though. Like, I know. I'm not going to mention names, but somebody like cracked my rib right before a fight with a knee, and I was like, I fuck, so about. angry about There's that. been a few people in our gym. <laughs> that's, that's, fuck, every bro. gym has those Everybody. Guys. But that's why I rated Rory when I was like, damn, that's a good point where he made it up issue with you guys. Like he was always yelling at guys about not having knee pads. And yeah. A lot of gyms, it just, if it's you, not padded, you can't use don't it. Throw it. That's it's not padded. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Much, I totally agree. Damn, I did not know that was the case with um I always thought he had some type of rare issue with um No, no, he got I, I know, know I know I've I didn't know did that. that. That's an inside story. Yeah, We're I was about from to say, Josh. That's not yeah. a very public but we, everyone knew that he had a concussion. You're here first, thick boy fight club. You're here first. But even like when I go out there now, like he's the main like Jiu-Jitsu coach out there. Yeah, now. yeah, and, um, I see him. Still, it's, it's crazy how Mike Malad is too. Mikey's, yeah, Mikey's doing well. He's, so, he's a coach. So when there. he was it, was this a clean knockout concussion or was it like a concussion he stopped? And I, I I'm think, always intrigued by this the difference between guys who get knocked clean out and can go ten more years. I, and then I you remember hear these when uh, random stories and then some guys' careers are never the same. Like I guess it just kind of. I don't know for sure. I don't think it was a clean knockout. I think it was just right. Like you know, because like I mean. I don't know. And maybe it's accumulation over time. You just got hit so many times. Obviously. And then that was the one that just kind of did it, right? You know, you don't really know. But, um, but yeah. And, I mean, I've trained with TJ. And, like, as a person, I, I got along with him great. I think he's a nice guy and shit. But not a good training partner. I've heard this so you know, I've heard times. this. This is, like, public knowledge. This is well days. known. It was brought up a lot during the Corey fight. Yeah, the Corey yeah. Sandhagen fight was brought up a lot. He's, he injured- yeah, he's, he's extremely competitive, right, which is good. Uh, and, and, but it's to a point where it's like you'll do anything to to get the up on his training partner, and, and you know, not just your opponent, right? So, yeah, I mean, like, just like I remember, like we were doing ground and pound drill, and it was like, you know, when ground and pound, we have little puffies on, like you're just gonna touch the guy just to make him know he's getting hit, but you're not fucking full on yeah, smacking him. Yeah, and yeah, like kind of like postured up and just like crack, like full on. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, sorry. Like well, you don't accidentally do that, you know what I mean? So you like, don't accidentally hit. It, just, me as it was hard just as kind of shit like that, you know. But um, but it's but there's so many guys that have said that there. And oh, it's a common story, Cody. Yeah, yeah. It's been brought up so many times with with his fights. Yeah. So I mean, like that's what I said. As far as the training partner, he's not. I think that's good, why Cody tried to knock him out in, in training, and and had yeah. that famous footage of him getting dropped. <laughs> I heard Cody gets down too, though. I've heard some Cody does. Where, like, I mean, my boy Tony Davis goes out there. And I, I get. I mean, I, I'm tight with Cody, and and we have good good sparring sessions good training sessions um because i think it's like i don't know there's a level of respect there um and i think with some of the younger mostly younger guys or lesser known people they'll come in and try to make a statement right and try to be like oh i i I got one up on on Josh Hill, or on or like yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's why George St. Pierre says he doesn't even spar at TriStar unless it's people that he picks he and chooses. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I get it. You know, I get it. Who would want to say, "Oh, I dropped the head kick on George St. Pierre"? Because and any day you could have a shitty day and like somebody beat you up that you're Bro. levels above in skill level. All of us know on, in training. Seminar. All of us know in training. Even at, even at the Sanchez seminar where there was no headgear, it was supposed to be like. Guys still weren't knowing how to like act. It was crazy. Remember somebody did a whole highlight video at Boot yeah. the where I'm sitting the there and you can watch me sitting there going like this. And this, <laughs> like, and this guy's like trying to spar Sanchai hard. Really? Yeah. Well, half people want to jump that, this guy. I yeah, was like, I was like how dumb are you? This guy's fighting in like next week and he's like just playing with us and he's That's how people the are. The fact that he even let us do that was such an honor. And then you have an idiot still mess up. So I can only imagine when you go to a gym like you're gonna find those idiots who just yeah. don't know how to act. Like yeah. 
That's crazy. I didn't ever knew the the holes were thing because I remember so many people told me how good he was. So many people I knew would train with him. He's said like, he was a beast. I would like, say of anybody I grapple with, when I have him on my back, he's the worst person. That that's I, what he I was just, famous for yeah, in the I UFC. Can't get too. him off and he body just, triangles. Yeah. yeah, like I've trained with super talented jiu-jitsu guys and uh yeah he's just uh he's one that's like fuck you can't you can't get him off me man like yeah he's good very good yeah i'm always intrigued by those type of stories about guys who have like a one-off concussion that nobody thinks is a big deal until they realize you know what i mean it's so weird because then you have some guys who can get knocked well, out our friend was out the there time, too like a ream keep you know? going like ream yeah over him like what is it about this guy's brain yeah, he's able crazy. to keep Arlovsky. how about arlovsky arlovsky went oh we went through like almost 10 years ago talking about how he has a glass jaw after he got Knocked out but by now he's getting hit more and he's, and he and he's take taking it, it. So. and you're like, what is going on? I mean, now to be know. fair, they are heavyweights, right? And Chris, oh, we're, we're, you know, when we're talking about 135, and there's, I've been, you know, me and you've gone to a lot about this, but like, there's studies we've done about like the size of your jawline, yeah, the size of your neck, and he was a more skin, like leaner yeah, guy. I was I about wonder, this you know, you just, but then, I always but then wonder. I also was like, I, I agree with that, but then it's like you're getting hit by something that's much bigger. So it's kind and of equivalent. You're, here's no, another I crazy agree. thing: like, it, that's your brain so... is actually your organs are actually not bigger than the smaller guy. So that's another crazy thing: is like just because you have a bigger frame and a bigger head, mm-hmm. you have the same size heart. This is why big guys get tired, I and you have that, the yeah. and you have the same size brain. Like like by 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 but math. Neck, but so now you're getting neck. But neck now you're getting jawline, you so, I mean? that's what's saving you. But you're, that's why the heavyweights still so get look, knocked out yeah. so, so easily. Point, you know, women's soccer has one of the highest rates of concussion purely because of whiplash. Yeah, it's not because they're yeah. being hit in the head directly. So the heavyweight thing is, I think the only thing that protects them a lot of these guys by default, you're probably gonna have a bigger neck. But like, even small car accidents feel worse than fucking. Yeah, but like you know, think about getting big hit just that fucking yeah, whip, you know. Right? Like, yeah. But yeah, I'm very. I'm always hear these stories about guys who like you. We know tons of guys like this who. You know, the, yeah, and it's just like it'll be a, something that nobody thinks anything of, and then before you know it, they're done fighting. I've, I mean, I've I've never had a diagnosed concussion ever. You, you for know? sure had one that we all. I'm, have. I'm sure I. Have. I mean, I've been knocked out once sure in my career. I've never been. Like, and that's I mean, that's a <laughs> they concussion. Didn't diagnose I guess, <laughs> but you know what? Like, I never had any. Yeah, I never had any symptoms. Like I didn't. I didn't have a headache. I didn't have. Okay, you've never before. had headaches leaving Parabellum. <laughs> you know, like I be honest. Bro. <laughs> I've had headaches leaving there, though. <laughs> was he getting hit as much as you? Probably not. Josh is actually one of the more elusive guys. I try not spot. to get hit as much. He doesn't get hit. Know. Yeah. But I remember <laughs> when, like, there's been some bad ones. Even when you dropped uh, Jeremy. Remember? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And he was, continued going. He had one. no idea that he even got dropped by a head kick. Yeah, I remember so that. Yeah. He just autopilot continued. Well, bro, how many like, fights so have you seen in the UFC? But as Our a, as best a, fights is I, concussions. I credit myself. I was a good training partner. I didn't hit him in the head after that at all. No, you just, didn't. I was remember watching. I was, I was even body, young. Like, yeah. Just go body. Body and you know just mean? keep going. Yeah. That's so important, man. Like, yeah. uh, that's why sparring is such a... Like, now you look at uh, how boxers have always kind of done it, but like with MMA, we're still trying to figure out the idea. But we sparred way too much. How much we should be sparring. We exactly. It's so much uh, but, worse. Yeah. How do you train now? Do you spar as much? I love sparring, man. Yeah, I fucking do. It's my favorite. That's what coaches are there for to, to pull oh, guys for back. Sure. No, but like, I think I'm a pretty like, I think I said, like, I I try not to. I don't just sit there and brawl and like just get hit. You know what I mean? I try not to get hit, obviously, as much as I can. But I do love sparring. Um, I think I'm like very controlled at sparring. Like, yeah, I've done it long enough where I can like I can pull punches. I know when to like step in. You know what I mean? Like, but I do love sparring. But I think you do need a lot of sparring early in your career. Yes, I agree. Prepared, I agree. Get you I agree. Kind of um, physically and mentally um, just prepared to be go to those kind of battles. Later in your career, you can kind of pull it back because you already know that you're you're skilled, you're tough, you know all these type of things. Yeah. You can go, uh, you know, keep going through pressures. 
Um, but yeah, I don't. I I I just I do love sparring, man. It's fun. Yeah. How I'm often good. do you spar now? You'd say when you're in, when you're in when I'm in camp or without yeah. when, I'm out of camp. when you're not in camp and healthy and um once a week, twice a week, once a week, once a week. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. in camp? That in sounds camp like twice a week. See, that's not bad though. Yeah, that's not no, bad. Yeah. That's bro, not we sparred, extreme. We sparred more than that when we were. Yeah, when we were younger, it's probably like. You know, three to three, four three, times a week sometimes. sometimes four, Dude, yeah. two is, uh, that's yeah. a solid, especially when for I guys first, around as long as you are, two is, is good, yeah, man. Two is good. I'm doing yeah. big and then small, right? Yeah, that's right. I mix that big yeah, That's perfect. And small that means like the best case. We only started do doing it. that near the end of, like when we started getting, like learning how to like train better and, and like, you know. Well, I, I remember when I, oh, when I was alpha male, they had, they did the first three rounds big gloves and they switched three rounds to small gloves. And so back at Parabellum, all we did was big gloves. Yeah, which was time. foolish, like, hey, guys, really. Start doing little gloves because if we're fighting with little gloves, you know the defense is so much different. Everything is the grappling is obviously way different. Yep. Um, and then we finally did it, and then now it seems we're sparring more, way more with small gloves. gloves and, yeah. And not well, you know what's now become a big thing with all these leg is um sparring more without shin guards. Anybody, you, I'm sure you guys can both get tested. This is the first time you kick somebody without shin guards hard. It's you guys so are like, true. Oh, I can't. Kick, it's so true. I can't just. Kick your arms with reckless abandonment. Now I actually have to. First oh, yeah. time you kick yeah, we've been sparring. We've been sparring a lot. Like no, you get a rude pass. awakening, right? And like and it's Chris way Weidman, better. Yeah, his coach opened me like, yeah, when he was throwing that kick, like every time he's doing it in practice, he had shin guards, and you're able to, you know, oh yeah, you know when you have when guys. you have those king shin pads, the, the big, big does not just take, blast it anywhere, you know. It's true. Connor, I wonder when he was kicking like a madman, like. You wonder how many times are these guys doing it without shin guards to actually know. Like, I I can't just throw a leg kick at you with all my power and hope you don't check it. Speaking it of, you were the first guy to bring the calf kick to Parabellum because you were yeah. down alpha male probably getting fucked up with it. And then you came <laughs> up up top and you started fucking us up with it. That yeah. was like that. I remember that day. That day sparring with you really sucked. Because <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I got dropped three times to the calf. Like by the end, he fucked up my leg so much that every time he would just kick it, I was just like. But you can attest when you do that oh, with sucks, shin man. guards, you have way less fear. First time you're doing calf kicks without shin guards, you're a lot more tender than oh, the yeah. first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally wait till the guy's foot is planted now. That, so, yeah. And the it's about the timing, right? So oh, once yeah. you get it down, you can kind of like. You know when you can throw it when he's not gonna check it because he's putting his weight down for the jab. Yeah, and it's bro. easier in MMA because guys have to be heavier yeah. stance, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. you can see why it doesn't really work. And in Glory, you see guys more guys going for it now, like yeah. kickboxing. But in Muay Thai, they're always doing this. Yeah. Like it's bro, too the risky Anderson to go fight and the Weidman right. fighter proof that like you have to do it without shin guards because you can get a false sense of what a kick being checked feels like if you're only using shin guards. Yeah, like, Con- connecting shins is one of the most that, painful things I would say. What it, we're doing. I know when you're in the fight though, it is like. I mean, even my last fight, like I, I was fighting a southpaw, so that inside leg kick yeah. was there a lot, right? So I threw it a bunch of times, but I mean, he checked a few times, and I remember like I could feel it, like definitely. And, and like you know, it's gonna swell up later, suck, right? yeah. But like I remember, even Alan is like, he's like, "How's your, how's your foot? How's your ankle?" And I'm just like, "Sucks," but I'm still gonna throw it. You know what I mean? Like, of course, just, I broke my hand uh, in one fight, second punch I threw. Yeah, and I knew I didn't feel any pain, but I heard a crunch. Mm-hmm. So I knew because it was on the top of his head, and I knew I'm like, it's probably broken. But you just continue throwing it; you don't feel anything. I've done it twice. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like it does. It's not pain, but you can you can tell something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's like feels like. And you know you're gonna have mad trouble taking your glove off later. Oh yeah, it blows up, and that's where you gotta get off like quickly. I guess cut it off, but but yeah. So what's uh anything coming up for you? Like I know um that was obviously a tough fight, the last one. Like I said, it's nothing but killers in in Have you heard anything? About uh, anything coming up? We'll see. They, I was offered a fight in September, but I had, I, I've been having back injury for the last year actually, since October last year. Um, I think I like 
at a bulge disc and then I just kind of lingered and created a bunch of other issues and uh and even going into the fight with Stotts like it was like I was supposed to fight him in November um of last year and then I had to pull out of it because I, I was just like I couldn't even fucking barely walk let alone train uh and then I and is it accumulative so like after you do a hard training you just feel mad tight after yeah like, like as the, the, the next session day went right? on it was like got worse and worse and my back would lock up and like seize and I could barely, knows that barely yep. oh, yep. I had that one for one fight I fucking sucked every wrestler yeah. knows that <sighs> and uh so yeah and then so I, I took some time off and rehabbed it and like started strengthening again it got better and then um just recently when was it August no July um, started to come back again. So like I was, so they offered me a fight September. I wanted to do it, but I just wasn't able to train. So I just, I'm just getting back into training now. So I'm hoping November, December, something like that. So how's training been with, you know, cause obviously we're here in Ontario and it's obviously not the same as if you're in, yeah. you know, California, Alpha Male or Florida. And but all you're splitting guys. your time between Niagara top team, shout out to Prickett and, to Prickett. and Alpha Male, correct? Yeah, I mean, I'm going all over. I mean, yeah, Parabellum's no longer, right? So, I mean, Lyndon is working on, you know, opening up a, a new 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 spot. So, but we're, yeah. Been, we're eagerly awaiting for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I got my gym, Vision Quest, uh, in Binbrook. But it's it's kind of, you know, on the outskirts, away from everybody and everything. And it's a smaller gym. Um, so, we, but we do have guys come in occasionally and be trained there. And you have you have your top pupil, you know. Not, I do, not yeah, No, I you're also a very good coach, <laughs> you know. And uh, Liam Gallagher, can't wait to see him go pro. Yeah, he'll be he'll be going pro. So this is his last in, time in, at your uh, fight, right? November, yeah. So he'll be scheduled to fight uh, in two weeks uh, in South Carolina. It's How'd hard, you get it's him that? Easier, dude, it's easier that? to get a pro fight than it is an amateur fight around here. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, because sure. who's gonna take a Canadian guy from that far to fight right? an amateur show? So Fully we were, and he's been out of the cage for about a year. So he wanted one more just before his pro, just to get you know shake. He's the, ready though. Right? He's definitely ready. But I understand and wanted just to get back in there. And so we, we found it's him smart, this one. Man. Yeah. It's smart. Isaiah had a fucking fantastic fight. So Isaiah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Give me Scrappy failure, kid. You know, um, <laughs> he just kind of like, yeah, if I can just uh, harness his, his, his nervous energy and, and kind of put it in the right spot, and then, yeah, for sure, he's, uh, you know, he goes in there a million miles an hour, doesn't know how to, doesn't have no energy management yet. Yeah. Um, which is something we can But it's exciting, problem. man. He but scraps. He's, yeah, but he's, he's his last that's why amateurs are scrappy. four, bro. Just exactly. like in boxing. That's yeah. why amateurs are four, man. Just, I want to get as many of those as we can. Yeah, you know, man. Don't to, be in a rush to go pro, man. Amateur career is so much more important than people realize, man. Yeah. You can't go back once you go pro. Yeah, period. You sure. can't go back. And you need right. to develop to get to a big show. And I wanted yeah. to ask you, like, how much do you love Bellator? <laughs> Like, do you love fighting for Bellator? I yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah. I've heard yeah. nothing but good things. Yeah. I've heard I so mean, many good things so about Bellator. So many good things from guys who are over there, people who've left. I think like, the Bellator of, like, five years ago or even ten years ago, it's, like, it's it's gone. You know what I mean? Those those days of, like, when Rebney was running it and whatnot. So I think now... What oh, Rebney, everyone remember yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, what they're doing now, like, they're they're signing so many guys. You they got Scott Coker right They're respect spending Bellator money. Now, like, they're paying the fighters. AJ McKee might be the best McKee, 45 in the world. Yeah, like, we, we, you guys got killers over they there. They put on the show itself is awesome. You know, I mean, the production value. There was Showcase now, which is huge. They got um, big personalities working there. Got, yeah, John got, McCarthy is the John, commentator. Moro is the is the... Job. And I heard they're yeah. giving passes to a lot of fighters if they want to do the boxing thing without any problems. Yeah. That they guy actually, who fought in the, um, they're much more liberal. The Jake Paul they like fight guys. was still under contract, right? right? He's still right. under contract, and they let him do it with no problem, yeah. not even a. So man, I think yeah, like and and look at the divisions, like especially the bantamweight one. It's just they're getting they're signing yeah. everybody every time. You guys are stacked. The champion is uh, Sergio Pettis currently. Sergio, right? who you know, 
I wanted that fight when he was first coming up. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I think that that's a great fight for you. I, would I would love to watch I that. Mean, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's a small, he's so a small one thirty-five. Where he just, yeah. you know, it's um, that'd be a great fight. Yeah. So, so before we wrap up, uh, where can people um, find you know stuff about you like your Instagram, any YouTube? Shout out your gym, like. Just give all the shouts you want, like where people can, you know, find your stuff and what they can look forward to. Basically, at Gentleman J Hill, that's my Instagram. I don't have Twitter anymore. I got off that shit because the uh, UFC toxic. was mad. <laughs> it's toxic anyway, Just, bro. Yeah, you're not missing. But yeah, and then my gym is uh, uh, at Vision Quest MMA. Shout out to the there. original movie, the wrestling movie. I know. That's what I was what, thinking. Oh, like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Bro, you're a wrestler, art, bro. You're a wrestler. I know, like, right? Vision, Vision Quest. Like, like, Vision you said that. I was like, he didn't wrestle. Willie loves it. That like, I'm, especially earlier when he was like my my only and main wrestling coach because like shout out like, oh he's Willie. a he's a wrestler and I'm like no and then you know yeah, Willie's my wrestler wrestling coach but so he's obviously done done something right now you own a gym named Vision Quest now you own a gym named Vision Quest yeah so that's where I was from the movie I used to watch that movie before every fight when I first have you watched it recently I was like this is so unrealistic now when I was in high school it's so like, good though I know now I watched it like a few years ago I was like what what is this this is not what I it's thought. like when you watch the first Rocky movie and they it's just throw in hooks and you're like is there not no a single punches. jab or straight punch in this and, and they find out like, block one shot or move his head once parry anything then parry just Classic, man. Well, oh, guys, yeah. make sure you go check out um, his page. A lot of great highlights uh, this guy's been having. Um, like I said, one of the best divisions in the sport in both organizations. He's been representing Canada all over the world. One of the best at the highest have. level. So. Been at it. We've been at it for a long time now. Yeah, yeah. You guys old. keep grinding. So, um, <laughs> like I said, thanks for coming, man. Uh, looking yeah, forward to you. your next fight. Anything else you got coming up? Uh, I'm Tyson the Beast. I'm the Balkan Boy. Gentleman J Hill. We are Thick Boy Fight Club. Thick Gang.